0: Hello and welcome back to the Decora Edit Podcast. I am Julia, and for this episode I will be virtually sharing the mic with Fedra and Salem to discuss the humanitarian and environmental aspects of sustainability. Fedra works as a project manager for an NGO in Budapest and Salem is an energy and sustainability engineer. I had the pleasure to meet both of them in London a few years ago. And I'm so excited to have them as my guests for this podcast. Sustainability is an important topic among many different conversations right now. And so join us as we discuss the social aspect of sustainability and the importance of building transparency across all supply chain, but also climate change and its impacts on our lives and ultimately the fashion industry. We're also going to touch more technical topics, such as life cycle assessment as a quantitative way for measuring sustainability. And so without any further delay, let's dive into the world of sustainability and I will pass the mic to Fedra. Uh,
1: Yes, thank you so much, Julia. So yeah, my name is Fedra and as Julia mentioned, I I used to work in London um, in a charity. And uh, my background is basically in, in charities and NGOs mainly, and how I kind of came across sustainability and social enterprise. Uh, I guess it was a long journey which started with, with my master's degree. And I also worked as a volunteer, um, kind of sustainability expert with the charity that I was involved with. So that's kind of briefly what's my background. Yeah, let, let me pass on to. Salem, now to introduce himself as well. <laughs>
2: um, hi, everyone. My name is Salem, and I'm an energy and sustainability engineer who works in London. I've um, been working in this field for around seven years, and and I've made it my life goal to try and improve the environment through through building more sustainably, building buildings more sustainably and cities more sustainably. And it's a topic that's very, very close to my heart, so I'm very excited to talk to you today about about this. Thank you
0: the social aspect of sustainability is probably not as much discussed as uh, economic or environmental sustainability. However, it is such an important part of the development of a sustainable business. So when we discuss social sustainability, what are we actually referring to?
1: So, yeah, about the social side of sustainability, I think that's pretty much an overlooked aspect of what sustainability is everyone always talks about the environment and the planet and climate change and global warming. And these are all very, very important things. But at the same time, they are all connected to to the social element, the social aspect of sustainability. And that's about the people and that's about our community and communities. And basically this is the the human cost of of doing business. So when when we think about social sustainability i think the big questions that we should be asking ourselves as businesses are for example are our employers paid minimum living wage are working conditions safe for the people did we establish necessary processes against harassment in the workplace is there for example a safeguarding policy in place Um, what about overtime and employee well-being are customers happy uh, are employers uh, employees happy as well? Uh, what about suppliers? What about their employees? Are, are they happy? Do they have safe working conditions? Um, and I think at the end also, what about diversity and inclusion? Did we do anything against discrimination in the workplace? Are there any policies implemented from the stage of, of recruitment? Um, And these are very important questions to ask when it comes to social sustainability. And I might talk quite a lot about um, the concept of social enterprise during this podcast, just because that's kind of like an area very, very close to my heart. So I think uh, many of you might have heard about social enterprise and and what it is and what they do, but just to kind of quickly um, give um, an explanation social enterprises are businesses that operate um, for a profit but at the same time they do have other goals that they that they measure and that they want to pursue so these goals can be environmental they can be social depending on what the issue is that they are trying to to kind of solve or what the problem is that they are trying to solve and uh, yeah i would say this is this is a very important thing to talk about Um, because the well-being of of people and the well-being of our community and the social sustainability aspect is, is I think, as as important as as the environmental one and and they are kind of all linked together at the same time. And, yeah, um, so apart from, like, uh, measuring the the financial results and and trying to... um, earn a profit and and looking at shareholder interest there's there's other things that companies can measure that social enterprises are very good at and and this is the results of the actions that they take for the environment and and for the planet and also for the community and the people and yeah i think that's quickly what kind of social sustainability is about Uh, you might hear about social sustainability as an ethical business or a fair trade business it's it's not only social enterprises that that pursue these kind of goals and visions. It can be any other businesses. It can be NGOs, charities, and it can be other for-profit businesses as well. Um, as I said, I think it's just kind of like a social enterprise is a good example on how how we can achieve and and how we can also measure um, uh, the social side of sustainability. Let's say.
0: Social sustainability, it is such a fundamental aspect of any business, as looking after the well-being of employees and all the people behind, for instance, a brand, it is so important. After all, we should not forget that companies are built and operate thanks to the people behind them, and providing good working conditions for them is key. In the fashion industry, we hear so many stories about exploitation across the supply chain, the lack of human rights among many business models, and that just intensify even more the importance of social sustainability. I think that the monopoly of fast fashion leaders has certainly created unethical standards on so many layers of the fashion industry, and social is certainly one of them. However, the fact that we, as consumers, have access to a large amount of information and can really educate ourselves, it means that, ultimately, we can put pressure on brands and so they can set new and more ethical standards. In addition to the well-being of the people, there's also the planet, and let's not forget about that. Protecting and responsibly interacting with the environment around us is so important, In order to maintain resources according to the united nations world commission on environment and development environmental sustainability is about acting in a way that ensures future generations have the natural resources available to live on an equal if not better way of life as current generations and so starting from this quote i would like to move the conversation to the environmental aspect of sustainability and so what is environmental sustainability in a business and how can a business reduce its negative impact on the environment?
2: One of the most important points that you brought up, Julia, and, and Fedra, too, is the fact that with a lot of companies and with a lot of products, the we we don't know as consumers what's happening between when they are produced and between when they are sold to us. And it's it's very interesting that that does happen in the fashion industry in other industries there are rules and regulations in place to ensure that 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 information is 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 becoming more and more transparent um the construction industry where i have some experience and there is the concept of environmental product declaration for any building materials that you buy so that that's not become a full regulation yet and not everyone has to do it but a lot of manufacturers are doing it so if you buy insulation for your house that has an EPD then it describes the process in which it was made how much carbon it emitted throughout its lifetime um where it was brought from and and it also shows other sustainability indicators if if you go to a supermarket and you want to buy food you have an idea where the food came from Um, you might not have an idea how much carbon it emitted for example but that 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 kind of information is slowly becoming more readily available and And from my perspective that's the big kind of jump that the fashion industry needs to make is when i go and buy a piece of garment or when i go buy a t-shirt i should have knowledge on where it was made from how it was transported how much carbon it emitted and it's it's i think the first first goal which which is what what's happening in the construction industry is just to push everyone to be able to produce this information Um, we're not trying to tell anyone to reduce it yet it's just just have that information in place at first and then slowly as this information becomes more available consumers will take note on it and will be willing to 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 purchase ones that have a, a lower environmental cost for example um, and, and just to just to describe to everyone why why we talk about the environmental impact of of the fashion industry um, there's a lot of words that get thrown around climate change uh, rising temperatures, uh, melting ice there's there, there is a lot but in its simplest term when when a t-shirt is produced somewhere um, in, in a factory that t-shirt requires energy to produce and that energy requires fuel when fuel is is burned it produces uh, greenhouse gas emissions and greenhouse gas emissions uh, which the most famous of them being uh, carbon dioxide by but, but include other gases as well they have the ability to trap heat in in Earth's atmosphere, which is not a problem if there's a tiny bit of it going up, but since the Industrial Revolution, we've just been filling our atmosphere with more and more of these greenhouse gas emissions, and more and more heat is being trapped. Um, Why is that a problem? Why is a a heat being trapped, a rise in temperature problem? It it disrupts the balance of our ecosystem. It disrupts the balance of how Earth Earth is at the moment. rising temperatures they obviously melt more ice they melt more snow they cause they cause seasons to change they cause more more events of of heavy rainfall or or dry periods to increase and they will make certain areas um, unhabitable and and it's it's something that will keep occurring and will keep causing more negative changes it will destroy parts of the ecosystem which will further destroy other parts of the ecosystem Um, and i i really do believe that For us as humans to to survive, to continue our our survival as a race on this earth, we we do need to really look at this and and think about it. And I think that's just an example to why this is such an important thing and and why it is from all industries around the world that we do need to do something about, about climate change.
0: So how can we measure sustainability throughout the production process? You mentioned the Environmental Product Declaration, EPD, and life cycle assessment (LCA). Could you please guide us through these two methodologies?
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's um, it's an interesting method of doing things. And what 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 you're trying to do is I mentioned earlier that when when you buy a T-shirt, there is a, a carbon cost or a greenhouse gas cost associated with it, which you don't see on your on the label when you buy it. And having an EPD or an or an LCA. Means that you are now aware of the the cost, the monetary cost of the item you're buying, but also the carbon cost of it. And and the way it works is just through measuring when when the T-shirt is produced, how much energy on average did it use to produce? Okay, it used this much this much energy, then produced this much carbon. Um, in that case, if there was any transport, for example, so if cotton was being transported from somewhere else, obviously cars or ships will also have a carbon cost. So that's also added in. Um, LCAs can span different stages. So most of them are, are just the stage of actually making the garment, but some of them can include um, potential repairment of the garment. So if, if if you expect it to if you expect something to rip in it once a year and someone else needs to come and fix it or you need to send it to someone else, then that has an associated carbon. But it's always obviously going to be less than actually you having to go and buy a new one again. Um, while some of them also include an end-of-life uh, kind of part of it so when when you buy a t-shirt and when after three four years for example it's it's it can't be used anymore how can you dispose of it in a in a sustainable manner and that's that's the information an EPD give you it gives you it's it's just information so it's, it doesn't aim to reduce any of this but it's just information and why I think it's so important is because people will be able to look at this and compare so when they see a small business selling something slightly more expensive but doing things in a more sustainable manner compared to a bigger business that's selling things for way cheaper, now they have a new way of comparing these two and and they might be able to be pushed to buy one over the other. Um, that definitely has to be mixed though with regulation. I mean, I, I think that countries should slowly implement that any type of fashion that's being sold in their country needs to have an APD associated with it. That would be the first step. The second step would be to try and make um, limits on how much carbon. So the first step is yeah, just have an EPD. The second step is okay, you can't be producing more than X amount per per T-shirt, for example, in terms of um, in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, it might even tax ones that produce more. So that's another idea, and that would balance the costs. It would bring the the final idea. What we want is to bring the costs of of good sustainable kind of fashion lower and and less fast
0: fashion a bit higher so there are so many brands that uh are doing different things when it comes to producing garments so for instance they would use uh that stock textiles that have been already produced or they're already in the market and they're not uh they, they will probably eventually end up in landfill um so in this sort of practice would the um, outcome of the life cycle assessment change?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, the the well, the cost of a material that's already been produced, the carbon cost of it, will, will be less than one that would be newly produced. Um, so it would it, it would give advantages for companies who are using recycled materials, for example. It okay. would give advantages for companies who are making things that are easy to recycle, because because then you can produce more more with it. I I think that at the moment one thing. Within the construction industry, that doesn't um, exist for LCA specifically, but I think one very big thing that could be included in this, and because, again, it's a very important topic around the world, is the social sustainability side. So whether you're, whether you're LCA or whether your are EPD, does not include information on how how well paid your, your employees are? Where are they located? How are they treated? Can this be included? And I think that kind of jumps into a topic that Fedra, Fedra was talking about earlier, and she might want to add something to it as well.
1: Uh, yes thank you salam so i was really glad that you mentioned about things like where our food is coming from and what ingredients are used in it because i think that's very important when it when it comes to fashion as well and it shouldn't be any different we we should know where where our clothes are coming from and what are what they are made of and and i think that that's very important and and we need to be a bit more responsible about how our clothes are sourced, produced, and how we consume them. And there was a very interesting study done by Oxfam, and they found that um, it only takes three or four days for a CEO from one of the top fashion brands to make as much money as a Bangladeshi garment worker will earn in a lifetime, which I think is very sad and very interesting, to be honest. But I think that's another very, very big problem that's related to supply chain in a way Um, and and this kind of gap in in wages is is something that that always I think leaves people very shocked on, on on what's going on basically in in the fashion industry and I think the word is kind of and people are going in the direction where they truly believe that that what we wear and the clothes that we buy really represent who we are and if I buy something and if I wear something, I feel like I want this to represent um, ethical values, and and not just another piece of clothes that that looks great. But but if 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 someone suffered making it, or if if the company did harm in the people and community who who made it, then then I feel like that's that's not something that I would like to represent, and I think it's not something that a lot of people would want to represent. So I think that kind of brings us to sustainable and transparent supply chains. And and I I don't want to speak a lot about it because I feel like people are reading a lot about this topic. Uh, People learn a lot about this topic just just by reading and just by listening to the TV and radio. And there's so many information out there. Uh, But I think what's probably the most important is that every company uh, that outsource their manufacturing or any of their operations should just really kind of look into what what that other supplier is doing on on a day-to-day kind of during their day-to-day activities. And and if they, for example, have a supplier code of conduct in place or they have um, a screening process for selecting their suppliers, that might really help in, in judging whether that should be a supplier that they would like to work in? And if not, and let's say everything else clicks with the supplier, they could deliver on time and, 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 and it's a supplier that they don't want to let go of just because of financial reasons or any other reasons, but their sustainability is not great or not in place. Can, we, can they maybe train them? Can they offer trainings? Can they educate them? Can they kind of um, do anything uh that kind of will make them reconsider how how they deal with sustainability in their workplace so i think in that sense cooperation between suppliers is is something that that should should be done should be done much more and i think the big challenge here is that companies work with suppliers but those suppliers those first-tier suppliers will work with other suppliers at the end and it's it's something that 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 will be very difficult to control whether those other lower tier suppliers will do or will have any any sustainability practices in place. And that often these smaller suppliers are not audited or or they are not much in that spotlight, so basically prior sustainability is not going to be a priority for them because of this, so what can, what can be done in that sense, Um, and I think if. If big companies speak to their manufacturers and, and kind of build those relationships and collaborate with them and, and make them understand that sustainability is something that that is very important for them, just because if 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 there's if there's a scandal or if, if there's if there's something happens because I don't know, they didn't provide safe working conditions, suppliers didn't provide safe working conditions to their workers and it gets out then there is a very that there will be a very big risk for brands to kind of go down so so I think about. kind of sustainable supply chains that that's something very important and and there's quite a lot very, very good examples uh, that companies are doing that that I would like to speak about also during this podcast at some point.
0: There are so many non-profit organizations that are actually raising awareness on the human right exploitation of garment workers within the fashion industry. And one of them, probably the most impactful, is Fashion Revolution, that few years ago launched the hashtag WhoMadeMyClothes, and it went viral across all social media platforms. And the aim of the campaign is simply to hold brands accountable and share information of their supply chain and essentially just end up for garment workers and urging brands to think of the workers' well-being before profits.
1: There are a couple of companies that kind of took sustainability to another level um, and one of them would be uh, the American Outdoors Clothes Company, Patagonia um they incorporated i'm not sure exactly when but um but basically they i think they incorporated straight as a benefit corporation or they they got the certificate later i'm not sure and basically by being a benefit corporation they just made the promise that they won't only uh, measure their financial results but they will also measure their environmental and social kind of results as well and. Um, so what they've basically done, they they usually donate one percent of of their income to an organization trying to solve environmental issues. Um, they really take care of diversity in the workplace. I think fifty percent of their board members are women, uh, compared to the national average, uh, which is which is much much lower uh i think their kind of average kind of workforce is comprised of of or 50 percent of their workforce is comprised of, of women or 52 i think even even higher and and lo- a lot of their executives are are women as well so there's there's this wide range of kind of diversity in in the workplace uh they do other things they offer on site childcare and and because of all of these things i read that they're they're Voluntary turnover percentages is much lower than than any other companies, kind of in the in the US or the average companies in the US, which is which is I think very important because recruitment and and training cost a lot of money for companies. So if we, if if they can keep people, if they can make people happy and, and keep them, then that's going to save them costs in the long term, which should be very important for companies. There are other companies like Tom's, for example, who donate one pair of shoes to someone in need after each pair of shoes that, that you buy, which is, again, a very nice initiative um, and, and very much needed. Uh, so there's loads of initiatives like this, and a lot of it is more uh, CSR, yeah, so corporate social responsibility, but um, I think there are other companies that are worth mentioning that that even do more. Uh, there's a company called Island Fisher, they're a clothes brand and I think what's very interesting about them uh, is how they not just audit their the supply chain and, um, and, and kind of make conclusions on, on, on them and, and kind of try and, and make things better the year after, but they also train the Chinese factory workers and managers on corporate social responsibility um, and sustainability uh, and they believe that an audit is very much needed um, when they outsource operations to a Chinese factory for example but it's not enough and they want to keep on continuing to educate their managers and, and training the workers on these kind of matters um, they also work with an alternative supply chain that's very interesting so they work with the supply chain or with like a small family in, in Peru. And um, they are part of a program that give these Peruvian families training um, on, on knitting and, and making clothes. And then they give them knitting machines and then they give them constant work, um, which, is, which is a very interesting model, I think, because they don't just make clothes in a factory and i don't know donate money to people in need just to kind of overcompensate um, the negative environmental and social impacts kind of made in that factory if any but they they participate in this kind of social mobility program that gives families in need the opportunity to train themselves and to sustain them to to learn something that will have them sustain themselves in the future and and these families are becoming more entrepreneurial uh, if they want they can buy additional knitting machines uh there are no interest loans that the company is offering and and these skills and and this training is it's not just money that will help them for the time being but it's actually very very important skills that they learned that they will be able to use not just with this company not just this not just necessarily with island fisher but with other companies in the future so they can also pass this knowledge on onto their onto their kind of family members later on and 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 friends and i think that's a very good kind of like entrepreneurial approach to social sustainability
0: thank you for sharing fedra and uh... I think is actually very inspiring as well and uh, is also very important for a brand to to share this information because it really brings trust to the final consumer, encourages the support of the local community because most of the times when big brands tend to outsource their production, they don't have relations. And so most of the times they just don't know what happens overseas. And that's why many bad news that we hear are happening and uh, and so revaluing the the community uh helping people but not just financially also uh helping them to build their own skill set is certainly the standard and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see more of of these great uh practices in the, in the fashion industry thank you so much for listening to this episode If you enjoyed, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with anyone who might be interested as it would really help to spread the message out there. And I will see you back here in the next episode.